Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I don't know when this happened. I have a feeling it, it started probably a week after the the Browns season ended. This conversation where the Browns' needs went from fix the defensive line, get yourself a safety and a couple of linebackers, to being their three biggest needs were defensive tackle, edge rusher, and wide receiver. I don't know when it happened. I don't know why it happened. I don't know who lit the match that started the fire. But it is a full-blown five-alarm fire, this conversation going on about the Cleveland Browns and wide receivers. And on one hand, I get it. Because if you look in, in Philadelphia, Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown are the real freaking deal. You look at the impact on Stephon Diggs and what Stephon Diggs did for Josh Allen in Buffalo. 
I mean, hell, look what Justin Jefferson did with the pick that they got for Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. He made Kirk Cousins actually look even better this year. The greatest regular season stat-stuffing quarterback of all time, Kirk Cousins. I'm just saying that because Dustin's not here today. He's a big Kirk Cousins guy. Big Kirk Cousins guy. I merely am big. (laughs) I'm merely a large human being. But I don't know when this started. And, you know, it's funny because I, I feel like I feel like the farther we've gotten from the Browns' regular season, right, the more I, I'm trying to, like, all right, we were pissed, we were frustrated, but the Browns are not in the worst state they've ever been, and we're not going into, into an offseason where they should be hamstrung in any way. I, you can say, well, they're hamstrung by draft picks. Well, okay, they're just missing a first-round pick. And their third round pick, because it's a compensatory six, uh, selection, is a couple rounds, uh, a couple picks later than it w- than it would have been if they had had that pick, and it wasn't in Houston. But like, I think the Browns still have eight draft picks. That's that's kind of like the right number, especially when you already have like thirty four guys on your roster that have been drafted by your current GM. From a salary cap perspective, not only is it going to go up another what was it seventeen million dollars. Uh, based off last year's, they've got money to roll over. And, oh, yeah, Jimmy Haslam has a big old fat checkbook. They can go ahead and wipe away some of the money to make room for more big-ticket purchases. I'm not here to tell you that Deshaun Watson couldn't use an elite wide receiver. Every great quarterback can be just a little bit better, right? Like, it's it's the, the anomaly here in Kansas City is that Pat Mahomes can be as great as he can be without Tyreek Hill. He's still got Travis friggin' Kelsey, who is more than just a tight end. So it's not that the that the Browns couldn't use an elite. Amari Cooper, I think he's a number two receiver. Dusty and I disagree on that, but I think he's a number two receiver, a really, really good number two receiver. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is probably a number two receiver at best. At the, at the moment, he might be a number three receiver. I have no idea what David Bell, what uh, Michael Woods II, what uh, Dalen Baldwin, what Anthony Schwartz, what any of the other guys are going to be. But it's interesting to me that an organization that spent a third on Schwartz, that spent uh, a late pick on DPJ, that spent, um, I think it was, let's see, between Woods and, who's the other guy we are just talking about? Ah, I forget. Whoever the, oh, David Bell, they spent a third and sixth round pick. So for everybody saying, ah, you got to throw money, you got to throw money at the wide receiver spot, the Browns have thrown a lot of collateral. And in a lot of ways, to this point, wide receiver is very similar to, to defensive tackle. The Browns know how to draft cornerbacks, the Browns know how to draft um, running backs. I, I might even say they can draft uh, offensive linemen. But when it comes to wide receivers, or at least elite-level wide receivers, or anything passable as a starter defensive tackle, it is their, their bugaboo. So I get why people wouldn't say, well, you know, don't go. Don't, don't draft another wide receiver. you got to go elite. But can the Browns really afford an elite wide receiver? So 216-578-0092. I did want to throw this out to you guys. Does Deshaun Watson need a elite wide receiver and do the Browns need to give it to him because Albert Breer was on yesterday and of course Albert two weeks ago had told us that the Browns could make a splash move 
at wide receiver. And so yesterday, when he was on with us at 620, a little later in the show than normal, I had asked him, what are some of those names that the Browns might be looking at or that could become available that might constitute an elite wide receiver? This stuff always evolves. Like nobody would have said at this time last year that Tyreek Hill was going to be available, and then he was. You know, so I certainly think you know it's possible that there's somebody we're not going to talk about now that's going to be available at the end of February. A couple names I just have on my radar. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is the obvious one. Everybody's talked about that. New coach, new general manager. He's expensive. You know, he's sort of high maintenance, um, so he'd be one. He's obviously got the relationship with Deshaun, so that would help. You know, I think another one, Mike Evans, and. I think that's sort of dependent on what Tampa decides to do now and whether or not they, whether they decide it's time to sort of tear it down and take their medicine from a cap standpoint. If that happens, then, you know, certainly I think somebody like that could become available. And if you want to look at younger guys, like Jerry Judy was one that was on my radar, but now that Sean Payton's there, I think that that's probably less likely. So those would be three names that I've sort of took, taken a look at. And I do think that, you know, like there's a possibility we're going to get, you know, two, three months or, or two months from now and all of a sudden there'll be this name and that name that's on a different team and none of us saw it coming. So that's something that I think will evolve as, as teams sort of get into contract negotiations with their own players, you know, talk to players about pay cuts, talk to players about moving money around. I think some of that stuff you'll start to hear about that probably around the combine with you know all those situations evolving over the next four weeks between now and then. Everything's relative to price. I like the name Mike Evans. I don't know that he fits what you need. Because uh, and, and Jerry Judy's an interesting name because he's not half the production that Mike Evans is, but he's got elite speed. And I think sometimes we look and say, well, where's Deshaun Stephon Diggs? Where's Deshaun's Justin Jefferson? Uh, where's Deshaun's A.J. Brown? Stephon Diggs cost a first-round pick and more. A.J. Brown cost the pick that became Traylon Burks in, I think, the 19th pick in the NFL draft. I think the problem is, and I think the problem the Browns are going to find is, if it comes down to spending money on a receiver, I think the Browns can swim in those waters. I think it comes down to giving up uh, a 2025 first-round pick. I think it's something that they should really consider. The problem is they're going to have to do both. Or give up the second-rounder this year and maybe the second-rounder next year. That's a lot for a team whose primary need really begins on the defensive line. I think I think elite wide receiver is the last thing you add to the team. After you've already found your defensive tackles, your defensive ends, your safeties, your linebackers, your offensive line, when everything's secured, when you've got your franchise quarterback, that's when you need to add an elite receiver. For now, I'll settle for an elite speed wide receiver. 216-578-0092. Does Deshaun need an elite wide receiver? I needed some help today, so we're going to welcome in uh, John Vicar. He's going to be on the 2020s with us, and also the Pulse. What's up, buddy? How we doing? We're doing all right here. Um, do you think that Deshaun Watson, to be the best iteration of himself, needs the Browns this offseason to go find an elite wide receiver? I mean, you can never have too many weapons. I think you just look around the NFL. You even look at this Sunday, and it's a Eagles, and or two Sundays from now, February 12th, you look at the Eagles and the Chiefs, and multiple running backs, multiple wide receivers. The amount of weapons you can get should be unlimited for a guy like for a guy like Watson. You if you are going to invest as much money as the Browns have, which Deshaun Watson getting a lot of money, top 5 highest paid quarterback in the NFL, you want to surround him with as much talent as you can. I will say they're paying Amari Cooper like a top receiver, so he needs to be that receiver one because I don't think 
there's a receiver, and I love Mike Evans. I don't think at this point of his career he could slot in and be that receiver number one just based on what I've seen and also injury issues. Real quick, but, real yeah. quick on that. Mm-hmm. I actually think Mike Evans is the better receiver than Amari Cooper. Okay. And I think I still think he has jets for a big guy. The problem is if he's not an elite speed receiver, I, I do think like I think I think elite speed's better than you're an elite wide receiver at this point. Yeah. I, Unless your name's yeah. Anthony Schwartz. Like like Evans, I think, in a goal line situation is greater than Cooper, but I think Cooper still has that big playability where you throw him a slant over the middle, he could break it for a big play, and he's not bad in the red zone either. So I, I don't know about first... that, but you bring in a guy like Judy, I think Judy would be perfect. But the thing to consider, and we'll get into this as the show progresses, Deshaun don't tell the took, people what's coming up. <laughs> Deshaun took a lot of money, obviously. Other teams, you could even look at the guy who just retired, Tom Brady, he could have been arguably making more than he did in his tenure with Tampa Bay, but he realized, too, I want to be surrounded by weapons. I came here because I think it's a great team, but I want to add more if possible, and that's exactly what they did for him. I think if you look at what Brady made in Tampa Bay, uh, he made an assload of money. No, he did. He, I'm not uh, saying, it was, but it, it wasn't was as Boston. much as it wasn't it, much as Deshaun Watson. It was Boston. Well, but that goes away with a swipe of the check, right? Like I, because I, I just want to fight the idea mm-hmm. of of that money should matter. I don't think money should matter anymore. I get and, it. And does it does it mean you're constantly going to be chasing the dragon? Yes. But that's when you traded for Deshaun Watson and gave him $230 million, you said whether it's this year, next year, two years from now, at some point we're going to start chasing the dragon, and that's going to go on until Deshaun Watson is no longer the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. Uh we got a loaded show for you. We got a Super Bowl champion, Demarcus Ware, coming up. At three o'clock, I do want to ask him about uh, about about this this matchup. Like, what matters more, an elite quarterback or an elite pass rush? We'll also get into his thoughts on Miles Garrett. Uh, then we got the pulse with John coming up at four. Brevin Knight, former Cavs and NBA point guard, and uh, now Grizzlies TV analyst. He's going to be joining us at four forty. Of course, Cavs Grizzlies tonight. Cavs are a uh, strong, strong favorite, six-point favorite at home tonight, and they've got a hell of a record when they are a home uh, home favorite, and the Grizzlies have a really bad record when they're an away dog. So that's 440. John Kincaid of 97.5, the Fanatic in Philadelphia. He's going to join us at 6, and we will be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and his thoughts on Jalen Hurts potentially as the NFL MVP. But we start here with the thoughts in terms of making it good with Deshaun Watson, getting the best version of Deshaun Watson out, do the Browns need to get Deshaun Watson an elite wide receiver this offseason? And there is one local pundit, well-respected, who thinks the answer is absolutely yes. We started the show uh, playing Albert Breer from yesterday. And one of the names, uh, two of the names he threw out were Mike Evans and Jerry Judy. Um, I would skew Jerry Judy between those two names. And again, he, the greater point that he made was, over the next two months, you never know who's going to shake out. Like, we thought A.J. Brown was going to be in Tennessee this year, right? Uh, a couple of years ago, we thought Stephon Diggs was going to be in Minnesota the rest of his career. He got traded to, to Buffalo. So I think that's a fair point. Of those two players, I would say uh, I would skew Jerry Judy because I don't think he's going to cost the assets that, like, you might be able to get a Greg Newsom for Jerry Judy type deal. And as much as I don't want to trade Greg Newsom, I'd rather trade from your depth at cornerback and re-sign like an A.J. Green than give up any more picks. But here's the here's the only problem with Jer- Jerry Judy. 
One, he still hasn't lived up to his draft billing. He's been really good. He hasn't been great. And here's the other one. You're going to have to pay him because he now wants to get paid. So I, I don't know that to this point, there's a guy that we can all go at and say, that's the right guy. If you get Deshaun Watson that, all of a sudden, maybe he takes 20% of the rust that you saw this year off. Yeah, I don't think there's a guy to that effect, though I, th- I think Judy's a very viable option. I mean, almost 1,000 yards this season with reminder, Russell Wilson as his quarterback in the worst year of his career and then a rotation of other guys when when he was out for a little bit. So I, I wouldn't say Judy's left has gone to the draft billing, and like you said, but I think he's a really great option. But the thing you mentioned, the thing we'll talk about, oh, you have to give him big money. Well, if your quarterback's not making $40 million a year, you're okay with having Amari Cooper making $20 million a year and Judy in the 15 to 18 range. But now that you're paying Watson top five in the league, you're a little more skeptical or you know you have to pay and, you know, yeah. Twitter reaction brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Um, 64% of people, at Nick Wilson says right now, saying the Browns do need to get uh, Deshaun Watson, an elite wide receiver this offseason. I doubt she voted in this poll, but Mary Kay Cabot was on with the morning show today, and she she sold a fight here why she thinks uh, the Browns could, could stand to add another receiver. I would think that some names would at least have to come up at some point. I don't know if they have yet, but there will be some receivers that will be available in trades, and it will be intriguing to see if the Browns have any interest in those players. Some of them have ties to Deshaun Watson, and I think some of it would depend on how Deshaun feels about those players. I think they would seek his input on those players. So, so yeah, I, I think that it's at least something to think about. They need to add a wide receiver. They need to add a defensive tackle. They need to add a number two edge, and I think those things will have to be looked at in trades and free agency. I don't know you can get all three things. And listen, I don't know you need an elite edge across from miles but the reality is even a really good edge right what what Jadavian was two years ago when he signed him although maybe this guy doesn't have his head up his ass um what he was two years ago even that is going to run you if it's a one-year deal one year 10 million if you get to two or three years you're talking probably 25 30 million and you know that starts to add up because I do think you need somebody elite up the middle. And I do think you need uh, at least an elite fast receiver, and that's another very expensive proposition. Yeah, and, and that's the point. Okay, an elite pass rusher, but if you have above average up the middle, it, yeah, an elite pass rusher would be nice, but you may not need it if you get you know a little presence in the defensive tackle position just, that was non-existent this year for Cleveland. So, again, like you said, Elite pass rusher, yeah, it'd be nice. I don't think it's, you know, all three of those things that Mary Kay listed. Those are the goals, but I don't think all of them are attainable. But if you fix that middle first, I think you could not survive because you're not trying to survive, but you have your elite pass rusher. His name's Miles Garrett. There's few teams in the National Football League that have two elite pass rushers. I, I mean, you even look, the Eagles have a well-structured defensive line, but the Chiefs, it's Chris Jones, and then everyone is a step down. Now, they're still very good in a well-rounded defense, but he is the Miles Garrett of that team, and I'd say better, of course. I would simplify it like this. I think at some point in Deshaun's run here, if you can't draft and develop a guy, and I yep. tend to think, like, there's if you look at the draft, that second-round pick, there's not a lot of really great interior pass rushers there. Um, there might be an interesting edge rusher, too. That's assuming that they try and draft for need at that 
that second-round pick instead of best player available. And by the way, they always say, well, it's always best player available. Yeah, it's best player available where you need it. Yeah. Right? If there's a really great punter there <laughs> at uh, in the second round, you're going to be like, well, he's the best player available. Guess we should go with uh, Kickatron or whatever the stupid name he's probably got. <laughs> but when it comes to Deshaun, I think at some point, yes. It's just, it's, it's, it's just too – I mean, everybody talks about Jamar Chase in, in Cincy. T. Higgins could be a, a number one on most teams. Yeah. I think Tyler Boyd, who's their number three, could be a, a fringy kind of number one on most teams. 100%. Um, so, like, you know, we mentioned Philly, you, you, and I, I think somebody on Twitter brought this up. Like, pretty much every team that isn't Baltimore or there's one other team, maybe the Giants, doesn't have an elite wide receiver. Yeah. Right? And in the case of the Giants, they got Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. And in, in the case of the Ravens, they got Mark Andrews. In the case of the Chiefs, they got Travis Kelsey. And I just don't see, like, I, I don't see DPJ. So when we get to internal options, I don't think DPJ's ever going to be your best receiver, right? He might be one of your three best. Maybe he's Tyler Boyd, right? Maybe he can grow into a fringy kind of one receiver. I don't think David Njoku is going to be your best pass receiving kind of target. I just don't think he's consistent enough. And I don't think that's just injuries. I think he's a really good football player. He might never be a great football player. And listen, because I think a lot of people have said, oh, they've already got Amari. If Amari was elite, I think we would have seen that between the two of them. And I think the unfortunate thing is, if you make a trade this offseason, it might involve also finding another place for Amari. Because at some point, like I, I don't think they should sell on these young guys. I think Bell and Woods and Schwartz uh, and I mean, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Listen, I know a lot of people have written him off. Of I course. don't expect him to be on the roster, but that elite speed's a real thing. Yeah, it, I don't think it's a coincidence that within the first couple games of Deshaun being here, uh, wasn't it the Texans game with a little flicker where it was like the uh, Deshaun was scrambling and flicked the ball to Schwartz, and it was a great play that then Anthony Schwartz fumbled, like. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence they tried to get him on the field. That that speed thing might win Anthony Schwartz a roster spot for a third straight year, even though we both know he's probably not going to make it as a player. 216-578-0092. If the Browns do pursue another receiver, is this a draft thing? Is this a trade thing? Or is this a free agency thing? Ron, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Hey, Nick. How's it going? Doing well, buddy. What you got? Uh... I believe definitely the Browns need to upgrade the receiving position. Um, I think it's a trade. I wouldn't be opposed if they did draft a receiver and he, and he became great, but we need, we need somebody now. And I would use the word desperately. And, um, that's an interesting point you brought up. Like, Hey, if you can trade Amari, and use that money, you know, towards another receiver, maybe someone even a little better. We need an elite wide receiver. And as far as a defensive ad and an edge rusher, yes, we need it. But I, I believe 100% to get this offense going, we, we need to have that receiver. And another thing, too, is um, I, I hope this is the year where Stefanski, when we went to the playoffs that year and we were five quarters away from the Super Bowl, he threw that ball down the field, and he wasn't afraid to do that. You know, he opened up the offense. So I think that helped his team significantly 
just by adding one wide receiver. Thanks a lot, Nick. Great show. Ron, we appreciate you, buddy. Um, Yeah, it's tough. I'll just reset it like this or restate it like this. If I had to choose one of those three spots to get elite talent, it is defensive tackle. Yeah. And and listen, I think in I think there's a lot of talent on the defensive line that's going to be available at either the edge spot or the interior spot. John Kincaid is going to be joining us in uh at six o'clock out of Philly. Uh both Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave are are two players that are gonna go in free agency this offseason. Now they're a little bit older. That might be the way you can get an elite player. You know, uh, David Anyamata, I don't know he's elite, but there's another good player, Matt Ioannidis. Like, and I I also think there's a real good chance the Browns might have to get three really good players as opposed to one elite player and two average players. Yeah, and I, I honestly don't think that's the end of the world. I mean, you know, they have their star defensively in, in Miles Garrett and – Plug and play. I mean, we saw, and not to you know clap the defense or uh, put, pat the defense, I should say, on the back by any means, but even plugging in veteran linebackers had a little bit of a spark towards the end of the season where, again, if you can't, not to say afford it, but it doesn't make sense to get those three and you may not be able to lure three-star players, plug and play, one-year options, bring in a veteran talent, and that may, need the, that may be the difference, but they definitely got to bring something in because – what they've drafted so far. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I it's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bar hasn't developed well. Well, but like what's interesting to me is everybody points out, well, look at the look at the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Look at look at the teams and, and how much name the team that doesn't have a good front four or a good defense in the playoffs. You can't find one. No. And by the way, uh, good defenses were not good enough in the playoffs, right? The teams that made it late in the playoffs, and that's like when when I look at how to build a team, I think the the things you need are a either a elite quarterback, a franchise quarterback, or just under that level quarterback if you want to be in the Super Bowl and if you want to consistently compete. Uh, then the next two most important things I think you have to have are – great offensive lines and great defensive lines. And I think the Browns are lucky because they've got three cornerbacks. And I think you can throw four in there with AJ green who can start. And I think you've got some versatility with Greg Newsom. So maybe you don't need an elite defensive line, but you had 34 sacks this year. You could get Jerry rice in his damn prime in a DeLorean. And he's not going to make a difference if you can't get to the quarterback more than 34 times this year. How do you view 2022 and what happened with Deshaun? Talk about his performance. Eh, like that's that's the word I threw out there. I mean, you you can't give a full thought on it just because, again, he was out for 11 games, didn't play for almost two seasons, and he came back. And the mental side is something that I think has been talked about but is underrated. 
he's a human. You know, the stuff that went on off the field is going to affect him on the field, and it did to a certain extent. I think he got better as each game progressed, but he's nowhere near where the Browns paid him to be. And you hope with an offseason where things are not quote-unquote normal because some stuff off the field will still continue, but it'll be as close to normal as he's had in a while, he'll take the steps in the right direction. But he obviously didn't uh, didn't shock me. I just feel like so much of what people have talked about, like if if Deshaun Watson needs an elite receiver to get back to vintage Deshaun Watson, then it might be sign that you overpaid for him, John. <laughs> right? Like, Because there's a difference. Like, yeah. This isn't Josh Allen in year three getting Stephon Diggs. Because Deshaun has already performed at an elite level, both with New Hopkins and when his best wide receiver was Brandon Cooks, a really good wide receiver. But I don't think he's better then than maybe Amari is now or DPJ is now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's if I'm listen. I'm not Haslam, so I'm not giving these guys money. Wait, what? For, I'm not. I, I, I wish I you did were in here because I thought but... you were a Haslam. <laughs> but. It, Deshaun Watson's supposed to make the players around him better. And I'm saying, I'm not saying, oh, just get subpar receivers and he's supposed to turn them into all-stars. Not what I'm saying. But there is still a lot of talent on this off- offensive side of the ball. I still want to bring in another receiver, and I agree with you there, but you invested in a guy like Deshaun Watson because he's supposed to bring out the best in your wide receivers. He's supposed to make an Amari Cooper, oh, he was a fringe number one in a certain spot in Dallas. Well, he's now number one in Cleveland because of the quarterback that's thrown to him. Well, and everything that we've said about all the teams that don't have an elite wide receiver, they still have an elite playmaker. Is it possible that it's a problem that the Browns' elite playmaker is their running back who might not fit next to Deshaun Watson? Because it's just weird. Like, David Bell has really sure hands, and he looks like he can be a good receiver. I don't know he fits with Deshaun Watson. DPJ, I think, has I, – I think he's a lesser version of Amari, mm-hmm. right? I think Amari is a really nice wide receiver, but he's probably – I don't want to say a possession receiver because that's way overused, but I don't think he's a true number one outside receiver that's going to beat guys off the line and allow you to get vertical the way that uh, Devontae Smith – or sorry, that A.J. Brown will, mm-hmm. right? Or Tyreek Hill will. That's kind of what you need. Or yeah. Sorry, that speed is what you need. So – it's almost a little frustrating. Like, some of these guys were here before, you know, they made the trade for Deshaun, and then they went out and they they drafted David Bell knowing that their quarterback was going to be Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So that kind of gets back to the idea of the building the Browns. I I think Andrew Barry can, can, like, look at a player and say whether he has a chance to be good or not. I don't know that he can put 53 guys together in the best order. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Let's go with Rob. Real quick, buddy, what you got for us? Hello? Hello, Rob. Welcome to the show, bud. Hey. Thanks. Long-time listener. First-time caller. I appreciate Love it. Love the show. I appreciate it. What you got? Uh, I, I don't think we need an elite wide receiver. We need wide receivers. We need just good wide receivers. Deshaun, he's only, from what I've seen, I don't know none of the numbers, but from what I've seen, he's only a step above garbage. I mean, he has shown me absolutely nothing. We gave up house and home for this guy because when he did play, he was a top three, top five quarterback. 
Well, he sat out for two years, and it showed tremendously. I don't know if he was just sitting on the couch thinking I don't have to, you know, stay in tune with everything, but I don't know. I don't think we need the elite wide receiver. We just need good wide receivers. Rob, we appreciate you, buddy. Listen, I will fight the fight and say that Deshaun grew over the six games, and I will fight the fight that say, um, I think really from the Saints game until the first half or till halftime against the Steelers, I think I think Deshaun's numbers should look a lot better than they actually did. I don't think that was all on Deshaun. No, I don't. Either. And I think. My worry here is we're going to oh, we being the Browns are going to overreact to a box score and we're going to try to do too much. There's only so much change that you can make in one offseason and already the Browns have talked about completely overhauling their offense. I will ask the question, why the hell didn't you do that last year? Why why did you let Deshaun play for 6 games and be like, "Oh gosh, we really should build an offense around him." That feels a little stupid to me. But they've already said, oh, we got to retool the offense and bring in more spread concepts. I think it's clear there's already roster changes on the offensive side of the ball, whether that's center, left tackle, adding just a speed receiver, whether that's addressing if Nick Chubb and, and Deshaun Watson fit together. So it just feels like on top of all of that, saying, ah, we got to go find our Devontae Adams. We got to go find our... A.J. Brown, it does feel like a huge overreaction to a six-game sample size when I think the real impediment to winning next year isn't going to be Deshaun. I think Deshaun's going to be anywhere from above average to, to a franchise quarterback. And by the way, I think you can win with any iteration of Deshaun that is anywhere from above average to really, really good elite. You can't win if your defense is dookie. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's the bottom line. And and on Stone your point, though, so? absolutely. Um, but on your your the point with above average, I think the AFC this year has proven that I think above average quarterback play you can't win even with a great defense. I think he has to be, you know, not franchise level. Even though that would be awesome, the amount of money you're paying him, but he can't be above average. And I think I think it'd be the same season that the Browns just delivered. I really do. But I think people are confusing above average mm -hmm. with. Um, like, to me, above average for Deshaun is still probably 90% better than most quarterbacks, right? Like, to me, uh, I'm not saying he's going to be Derek Carr. I'm not going to say he's <laughs> going to be... That's where my mind went. Well, yeah, yeah. Or, or Tannehill. Yeah. Like, to me, above average means he makes a bunch of plays, but maybe the mistakes are still up there. So would you say above average is what Brissett did? Because that's what I would I, categorize I, it no, as. I mean, but Deshaun I, Watson's above average I, is different. I, yes, because he can make plays with a flick of his wrist that 90% mm -hmm. of quarterbacks can't make. Let's go with Nick. Great name. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Not much, buddy. What you got? Yeah, so I'll, I, I, I can't remember you guys talking about how, you know, they feel like Amari Cooper's not really a number one receiver. Um, he's not maybe an A.J. Brown or I can't say DeAndre Hopkins. He's the one, he's the, he's the one number one receiver still. He doesn't have the speed, but as far as the elite route running, you don't find that with a receiver of his caliber. You know, with Dallas – Dak Prescott was more of I'm around the pocket type of quarterback, play action, let the route develop instead of somebody who can, you know, as a Deshaun Watson, he's a um, spread offense type of quarterback where he can get the ball to you quickly. 
I do feel like Amari Cooper could be our number one receiver, along with a down-the-field threat. You know, we try to do it with uh, Anthony Schwartz. That didn't work out, but Amari Cooper is definitely a true number one receiver. Uh, I don't believe you have to have elite speed. I, I believe you have to have, uh, like I said, have separation. But the way our team was set up last year, a lot of injuries. Um, Najoku came out. You see what happened once Najoku was hurt. Amari Cooper would be in double team. He would have safety help. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just don't buy the Amari Cooper is not number one receiver. So real quick here, buddy, and I thank you for the call. There's there's a couple things. One, um, he might be a. a it's we're kind of getting into the weeds here with yeah. is he a number one receiver? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Deshaun, I think a number one receiver has to have elite speed. Now that being said, um, man, I just got to be honest with you, Deshaun and Amari, despite working together all off season, didn't look like at any point they established a connection, and that scared the crap out of me. Um, it wasn't just, oh, in those first couple games. No, there were multiple games where Deshaun laid a game-winning pass into his hands, and he didn't catch it. And I think if you are the Browns, I think you got two options. You extend Amari so that you don't have to pay him 20-some million this year and trade DPJ as part of something to, to get, whether it's an edge rusher, whether it's defensive tackle, whether it's a speed receiver, whatever, or you extend DPJ and you trade Cooper so that you can make room. Because I think David Bell can be your third receiver. I think Michael Woods can be your third receiver. And by the way, even if none, none of them can, you can find a third receiver um, with relative ease at, in like August. <laughs> like you can just, there are veterans that are older guys. Um, Chris Hogan made a career off of this. Torrey Smith at the end of his career did this. We're like, oh, hey, it's January or it's July and we've gotten through a week of camp and none of these young guys have, have kind of established themselves. Let's call this guy and he'll be our third receiver. But I don't know it can be Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper, and DPJ. I think that feels like putting too many resources, even if the salary cap is fake, it's too many resources to put in when the rest of your roster, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, is so um, flawed at this point. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.